The following episode of The Love Bomb is brought to you by Spoke. It's a new free listening app from Sirius XM. The following is an at-will presentation. From my lacrimose red river's flow, drowning the seeds that I have sown, that those like me before me have sown, these seeds cannot grow, they have not grown, they will not grow, and you will not ever know why. Oh, how these fertile lands have been cursed, baptized in suffocating depths of woes, only the soul that had mowed these trenches know, only I know why I cry. Why my tears are red as blood bleeding. Why even though I am gifted, I plead debt upon me. Prospectively speaking, mankind has made it seem so much better than life itself, taxing everything but themselves. As my cotton shirt soak up the blood of the people, equals to my seeds, I ponder. I wonder what them really stealing for. What the stealing for anyways, it's not like they could take materialistic gains with them at the end of them days. <laughs> oh, how these fertile lands have been cursed, baptized in suffocating depths of woes. <sighs> Only the soul that had mold these trenches know. Only you know why you cry, why your tears aren't as thick as mine, why your wants have become more important than your needs. Why anything that does not look like you must bow to its knees in prayers. Red rivers flow, and they have flown, and they had flowed, and they will never stop. Since men in their boots made of steel came with their metal control, in the holy name of greed, what are you hunting for in this wasteland? Ain't nothing left here for you. But these seeds, these seeds that cannot grow, they have not grown. They will not grow, and you will not ever know why. Red rivers flow in valleys where dreams have been stolen, in homes that are broken, out of the wounds of those with voices unspoken, and on the faces of those with some amount of love left in their hearts. From our macromoles, red rivers flow, drowned in the seeds that they before us have sown, that we had sown, that those to follow will sow. These seeds cannot grow, they have not grown, they will not grow, at least not for you and them and theirs. They will never not know why. Explosive shockwaves can cause situations.
emotions such as body displacement, emotional breakthroughs, relatable flashbacks, and love. This is a conversation with two humans I love named Jaazriel and Patrick. Did you just write that for this? Oh, no. I, no, I, you've had that. I've Yeah, I had written it maybe a few weeks ago. Can you tell me where it came from? So it was one of those days where I was just sitting and um, I just said I was going to start writing. Hmm. And so I don't know if it came from like some specific thing or mm-hmm. specific inspiration, but it was one of those pieces where I was just sitting and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to write. Mm-hmm. It just kind and of it like just happened. came through you. Yes. So are you a writer then? Yes. Yes. I like to consider myself an artist and activist. Artist so, and activist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, and this piece, this piece really reflects nothing but everything. Mm. Um, it's one of those things that are like one of those pieces that are open to interpretation mm-hmm. and you can apply it to yourself in whatever way. Yeah. How long have you been writing? I've been writing for quite some time. I've been writing since I was maybe like five or six. Oh, yeah. wow. That young. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, I didn't keep a lot of those pieces. Mm. They were like just all like. I'm just trying to try it in trash, mm. kind of. And then as I got older, I realized that, you know, it's important to keep whatever you write, even if it doesn't make sense to you then. Whatever you write, whatever you draw, like yeah. whatever you yeah. make. You just value your art. That wasn't mm-hmm. something that was, like, instilled in me because my, like, environment wasn't very supportive of the art. So right. it's like, okay, so if you trade away, nothing's wrong. Okay, so let's go back. Let's start from the beginning. What is your name? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Jahazriel Bishop. Jahazriel Bishop. Yes. Mm, where are you from? I am from Guyana. Guyana. Yes. Not a lot of people know where Guyana is. So, yeah. So, like, for a lot of people, it's like, Africa? Ghana? No. Um, not it's Ghana. not Africa. It's not on the uh, European continent. Um, so, it's all the way in South America. It's it's in South America, but it's actually part of Caribbean, it's right? All, yeah. So, we're only a part of the Caribbean because of CARICOM. And uh-huh. that's, like, um, if you... The, the, um, I don't know what they call, like, the, the European Federation. Mm-hmm. Y- the EU? EU, yeah, uh-huh. so it's something like that, yeah. the, the Caribbean version of it. Huh, interesting. Yes. And so you were born and raised in Guyana. Yeah, I was. Um, tell me about it. What was that like? Um, Guyana is interesting. Um, it's very diverse because mm-hmm. we have six um, six people, like six, six different ethnicities. Six different ethnicities. Yes, um, Chinese, European. Uh, we have, like, Africans, obviously, Um East Indians, Amerindians, and mixed races. And that's, like, known. People talk about yeah, these six yeah, things? Yeah, so it's, like, in the social studies. Huh, um, interesting. Yeah, it's in the social studies of the I country. wonder why that is. Um, you don't hear, like, most countries talk about, like, we have six different types of people that live here. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> like, I, was, well, I think that was, like, one of, the, like, the bragging things for Guyana. We're like, hmm. oh, we're very diverse because uh, we have all these people coming oh, from all okay. these different places. Yeah. And yeah. religiously, are all six different? Yes. Um, so, like, for when I said mix, mixed race, that's more so, like, the Portuguese, but mm-hmm. they're, like, right next door anyways, so right. like, Brazilians. Right. Um, and, like, the East Indians, they are, like, Hindi. Yeah. Indian, um, they do, um, like, the mask and things, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, they have, like, we have Muslims. Um, we have Christians. Um, there are some, like, Jews mm-hmm. here and there, but, not, like, they're not like that. Right. Prevalent. Um but, yeah, like, everyone has, like, their own practices. There is even, like, some food in there. Mm. Yeah. So it's like a little melting pot. Yeah, so it's like a lot of people come from everywhere, and they're just like, you know, we're all going to stay here. It's our transit spot. Because mm-hmm. it's the only English-speaking country in South America. Oh, I didn't realize it was English-speaking. Yeah, the only one. Really? 
Yes. Across the country, everyone speaks English for the most part. Most, yeah, for the most part. And wow. then they speak their, you know, their other languages. Yeah. And then, so, because the primary language is English, but then we have Amerindian tribes, and they also have, like, a language for each tribe. Hmm. But their language is not like, um, you know, like, one of the things that are noted. Right. But they all have their... Um, it's like native yeah, languages all, here yeah, in the yeah, United they States. All, yeah, they yeah. all have their own language for their tribes. Mm-hmm. And then there's Portuguese, there's some Dutch because we live very close to Suriname. All, there's also some Spanish because we live close to both, Spanish-speaking countries. Yeah, yeah. Venezuela. Um, and then, you know, people come from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. There's like a little French in there, maybe. Do you speak another language? I don't. You unfortunately. don't. No. Nope. Hmm. And religiously, how were you raised? Um, Christian. Christian. Christianity. Is there like a specific sect? Um, like I think Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Okay. Something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't even know what sect it is. That's okay. That's right. fine. <laughs> um, and th- what were you like as a little kid? Um, so uh, really early, I was an animal nature lover. Mm-hmm. I would like dig a lot of holes in the yard and plant and play with the dogs and like go try to catch birds and feed them and. You know, just do a lot of like nature stuff. Mm-hmm. As I got older, I got more into like artistic things, um, but still like trees and mm-hmm. dogs and stuff. So, like when you were five or six, were you writing about trees and dogs and stuff? Yeah, like mm-hmm. nature stuff, mm-hmm. like you know, the skies are blue and mm-hmm. whatever things that. like that. No, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and as I got older, I got uh, more like into the like saving people and mm. being this this role model and leader and you know changing the world with mm. one thing and things like that mm. yeah where did that come from um i don't know mm. so because like i didn't have a lot of role models that were like these like positive people or mm-hmm. whatever so like i just i guess i became me through the television mm. yeah i guess mm-hmm. um what were you watching um bunch of like weird British stuff and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like a lot of like CNN like mm-hmm. all, th- all these crazy stuff happening what can I do oh interesting so, yeah you were like really affected by worldly issues yeah huh yeah interesting it was more like you know what can I do yeah and like seeing like because they, they had all of these weird ads on television and mm-hmm. you would like the, there's this one with this set, this lady saying like a whole bunch of sad stuff and they're showing images of people from Africa mm-hmm. I'm like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what can I do mm-hmm. you know yeah donate a dollar and what did you think you could do um I wasn't too sure but I was like oh, I'm gonna do something and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get there to you know create an impact someday somehow hmm were you one of those kids that like would think about something and then create like this whole master plan of how you were going to do it in your head? Yeah, or attempt to like bring people together to work on that project. Mm. Yeah, but not everyone dreams the same way. So like those dreams are like very dependent on collaborative effort. Yes, of and course. And so like it's like if they pop out, then I'm like I can't really can't do this by myself. Mm. What can I do now? And I just like post the status or like write something and you know try to put it out there. Mm. I love that. Siblings? I have four. Four? Yes. Um, well, my, my father, oh, I'm not so connected with my father's side, but mm-hmm. I know my mom have, like, I have two little brothers on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. And then my father has a boy and a girl, so I have a brother and sister on his side. And then I think he's still active, so <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. yeah, if he has, like, another kid coming there or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. 
Um, you close with your mom? I am closer to my mom than I am with my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your mom like? Mom is unique. Mm. Yes. Very. Um, so, uh, I don't know if, like, they, the folks on your, like, podcast, like, saw the interview with Sarah. Yeah, so and yourself. this so, is how we met. Yes. Yeah, let's go to here. So, so on there I said, like, you know, my mom um, said some very hurtful stuff, and I was, like, very blatant about it. So... You were very what about it? Blatant. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, this is what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my mom is very prideful, mm-hmm. but she d- is, isn't prideful, like, in a way, like, I don't want people to say bad things about you, mm-hmm. so I'll say these things to you so you can maybe change your mind. Right, 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 right. Um, it's like... If you like, if I'm if I'm bad, then you know if I'm I'm the evil one at least, then I'm your mother. You you find a way to forgive me or something mm. like that. I, I don't know. I try to like comprehend her, her reasons. Yeah. Um, and so she had said what she had said. Um, and well, for anybody that didn't he- uh, so, so see it, yeah, yeah. So so one of the, one or one or two of the things that she had said was, um, she's gonna be the first guy to you know show me what it feels like to like have anal sex and would use a baton to demonstrate huh. um and yeah <laughs> and you know like that was did she just say that or was yeah that actually, so it was like it was like no it wasn't done but she had said it mm-hmm. um because we we're like arguing about sexuality right. and things like that yeah and then you know like sometimes it'd be like oh such a disappointment what are people gonna say? I yeah. failed as mom. Things like that, and I feel like her concern was more about what people would say. Yeah, what other people would say. Yeah, than actually like then, how you were feeling. Yeah, then actually how I was feeling right. or how she felt. Right. Because I'm closer to her only because she's trying to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's and, doing the work. Yeah, she she has shown like signs of wanting to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm like skeptical, some yeah. somewhat. Um, well, I think we need to take a step back and mm-hmm. like talk about when you started coming to terms with who you are and what you represent and how you identify. So let's start with how you identify. Okay, so now, um, and this is like, a, this is very, very recent. Okay. So now I identify as like non-binary. Okay. I'm male, but I'm non-binary. Don't like put me in any categories. I really hate labels now. Mm-hmm. Um, going up in Guyana, I felt like I needed to identify with being gay mm-hmm. uh, because Again, the society is still very limited, but that was like, okay, you're not, you're not normal, you're not straight guy, mm-hmm. so you have to be gay. Right. Or there was, have, that was the only other option. Yeah, you have to be gay or you have to be bisexual. Mm. Um, and that was in my time coming up. This is a third world country. They're mm-hmm. like way behind. Right. Um, and, and I've been in terms of gender. Sorry, was there anything that existed in Guyana outside of the binary? No, it was male or female. That's it. And if you weren't, um, you were male trying to be a woman, or you were a woman trying to be a man. Mm. Um, and then and so those people in Guyana, trans people in Guyana, are they treated really terribly? Do they exist? They they exist, but they're considered drag queens. They call them drag queens. Yeah, they don't like call drag yeah. queens drag queens. They okay. call like anyone like or. Transgender was like a 2016 term mm-hmm. that was introduced to the society Every, in Guyana. Yeah, yes. If if they weren't dra- drag queens, they were like prostitutes, mm, yeah. like men dressed up as women, right, right, prostitutes. Right. There was always a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. But um, I thought that I had to identify with being either bisexual because I did at one point. I was like, oh, I'm bisexual, mm. and then when I stopped having so many 
um, male-female relationships. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, a lot more of, like, male interaction. I was like, okay, well, then maybe I'm not bisexual anymore mm-hmm. and I'm gay. But I still had feelings for, for female um, counterparts. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to be gay because... I have more interaction with men than mm. I do with guys. Even though I, I had a girlfriend the whole time, mm-hmm. um, it was still like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm gay, but then I have to, like, I can't identify as anything else because then people will call me, like, confused or, like, I'm lying. Well, yeah, I mean... I'm trying to be something else. That's and, what people call bisexuals all the time. Right. <laughs> so so, so it, was, it was really, like, you had to be one of these three things. Mm-hmm. You are either straight, bisexual, gay. Mm-hmm. And for females, maybe you're a lesbian. Mm-hmm. But um, like for me, that was my three options. Right. And at one point, I was straight because I was not sexually involved or anything like that. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm straight. I'm just going through some stuff in my mind because yeah, that's what my parents were saying. Like right. you know, like these are what people they're, they're confused. They're right. not sure what they want. And then it was like, okay, I'm bisexual because I I see a girl in class, I like her. And then there's a guy, and I'm like, mm, he's interesting too. At what age? And this was like maybe like. 15 okay um 16 but i right as puberty is just yeah because i'm not i wasn't exploring like sexual interactions Mm -hmm. but i was just like okay i I like this person you were playing in your head yeah yeah um and then it was just oh when i did like you know lose my virginity and got into all sexual stuff and all Mm -hmm. that it was like i lost my virginity to a guy so Mm -hmm. i'm like "Mm, i guess i'm gay Mm. um and and that was that was like where I had to, like, dwell in because right. that's why I was taught. But then coming here and, like, leaving that whole very limited binary, like, environment, it was like, well, I'm not gay because I'm just not. Like, I, I don't want to be gay because I still have, yeah. I have feelings for girls. So yeah. I'm not gay. And I don't think that I'm bisexual because, like, it's not about the sex for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's not, like, I like people based on their emotions. They might be a transgender that mm-hmm. I uh, I like yeah. because I'm connected to you know their persona. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, then you can't be bisexual and like a transgender that might have been a male, but then it's now a female kind mm-hmm. of. Stretch. I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. Well, so, I mean, technically, you can be a bisexual and still be attracted to trans people, like on a like technical level. Yeah. But it's all how the word resonates with you personally. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So I'm like. I'm. I feel more comfortable being everything and nothing. Everything and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I'm like soul to soul. Yeah. So it's like okay, I'm everything and nothing mm. and binary. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like that's that reflects me and, and many things and you know. Right. And never one thing at any point. Um. And so, at what point did you tell your parents in Guyana what was the situation? Um, we had many conversations. Was it something that they, like, suspected before the conversation even happened? Yeah, it was a lot of suspicion and, mm-hmm. ac- and accusations at a point where I wasn't even exploring my sexual orientation. Like, yeah. I remember being in school and not even focusing on a guy or a girl or mm-hmm. anyone. And, like, I'd go home and get a lot of weird comments. I'm like, what? Mm. Like, you know, like, if I'm dressing a certain way, oh, are you gay? Mm. Like, what? What is gay? What is being gay? Right. Like, because I, I wasn't even aware. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Why are you always, like, bringing up these conversations? Right. I, well, it's a word that's used for different, you know, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, in, in different parts of the country here and obviously different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 
being called gay is just other than everyone else. If you're like creative or in yeah. theater or yes. like writing or whatever, just like if you're fabulous in any way, you're immediately gay. If you represent something different than this like toxic masculinity that like we're all taught to be, you're immediately gay. But like you can be five years old and not even know what fucking gay means. Right. I have such a problem with that. Yeah. And that was like my exact same experience. Mm. Like, because I was writing since I was small, because I was like always dancing around or like dressing up, mm. it was always like, mm-hmm. that's. Right. And are that, you a girl? Right. Are you? Do you want to be a girl? Mm. I'm like, no. I just like writing or like I was very soft. I am still very soft spoken. Like, mm-hmm. why are you speaking so soft? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like. Because I don't want to scream. Yeah. I don't want to be loud. I don't think you have to be loud. Because like, I was sharing with my spouse that I was in a comic store mm. and going up the stairs. And this this guy was coming down. And we almost, like, collided into each other. And then I was like, I'm sorry. Like, really, really low. Mm-hmm. And then he responded. He was like, oh, no, it's all right. I'm like, see, I don't have to be loud. Because yeah. I was, like, I was really <laughs> I was, like, literally whispering. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he was like, oh, no, no, it's all right. Mm. I'm like, see? There goes my mm. my my whole reason, and like I don't have to speak loud. Maybe you're in the wrong environment, yeah, and you need to like adjust your hearing or something because mm. I I don't have to be loud. I don't want to be loud. I love the cadence in your voice. I feel like really safe with yeah. my own voice. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the relationship with your dad at all? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um. Well, we don't have a relationship, right? Um. At all, because. Again, like I said on the um, interview mm-hmm. with you, Sarah, that uh, he's he's very hostile. He, unlike my mom, who is trying, and she was like past the point of like what people would say, but more like, "Oh, you're my you're my child," mm-hmm. um, and that's because like we had more interaction growing up. I lived with my mom, and my dad wasn't there, mm. and so like she, it was a separate household. Yeah, yeah, um, and so. She got to see like me in in all my realms, I guess, and right. or most of my realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spoke with her like like the whole coming out phase. I don't really think I had a coming come out phase because I was maybe dragged out or like not even out. I was like just always me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like a phase coming out. Or right. I don't feel like you I didn't had, become like, somebody. Else. I didn't become someone else. I was just me. Yeah. But then I guess people saw it necessary to put labels on it yeah put labels on it or like you know see me for a sexuality mm-hmm. and a personality other than a personality right. which i have like a big problem with people were but, writing your narrative before right. you could even like yeah. learn how to write yes yeah. and so um my relationship with him is very 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 i want to say black because we have no relationship yeah i am um, and it's because he's arrogant he's very mm-hmm. ignorant um how does that make you feel that you don't have a relationship at this point I want to say sad, but then I don't really feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I say, oh, I feel sad because, right. you know, every, it's important to have, like, your mom and dad in your life. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, they're also human beings. And if they want to be ignorant, mm-hmm. then that's their right. It's, it's their right. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't have to. I feel like they don't have to love me mm-hmm. if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, do you still love them? But I still love them. Yeah. I still love everyone. Like, you can be the baddest person in the world. Like, there's still some love here left, left for you. I love um, that. So, because I always feel like in every bad character there's something that mm-hmm. is good. Like in every good character there's something that is bad. Right. I'm I'm not here like saying oh oh I was the perfect child because I was bad. Mm-hmm. I was rebellious. Like what I, was the worst thing you did? Um, let me see. <laughs> I did a lot of bad things. Um, 
so there's this thing called sauce. Mm-hmm. We call it sauce in Guyana, but it makes you like it's like I guess lactavia or whatever. Oh. It makes you poop. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And so like this one time, I was getting like a lot of licks for no reason. I feel like a like, lick is like a like a beaten. Uh-huh. I was being abused technically mm-hmm. um, for like a lot of things that did not even I, I didn't even do mm-hmm. or like you know for for reasons that weren't even mine. My doing, and so I decided that. Um, oh well, I'm gonna just put it in the water source, like with the drinking water source, and everybody's gonna have like a an operation. And so I think that was like um, one of my bad things. Oh, so wait, okay. like you put it in the well? Like I put it in, yeah, in in the in the um, because it wasn't a well; it was like a tank. Uh huh. So like you know, you store all the water up in there. Did anybody find out that you did it? I told them that I did it. After. Shut I'm like, up. So I'm like, oh, y'all drink it, good. Because then y'all gonna stop beating me. I was like very outspoken as well, but huh. like not the rude. Did you get beat up even more for that? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't like the like the like the rude outspoken like you know like um, cuss. And you were like righteous. Like, I'm like you know, you have no reason to hit me. Right. Why are you hitting me? Uh-huh. Um, kind of like outspoken, and that even like angered hmm. everyone more because I was like. I was like formal speaking. Yeah, I am right, and this is wrong. Mm. And like, I'm your mother, or mm. uh, uh, like, I'm I'm the guardian here. You don't tell me mm-hmm. what is right or wrong. And were, so I've always had that problem. Were you always smiling though, like when you did these things? Oh yeah, I like do a lot of bad stuff and like smile. I feel like you have such a happy face that like <laughs> like you'll go and do something, yeah. and you'll just smile, and like nobody can really get that mad at right, you. Right. So like, I'm I was. <laughs> That's me, technically. Like, I would be like, okay, so you beat me up. Okay. Huh. And I smile away. But I'm plotting because uh-huh. I'm coming back. I'm like, uh-huh. I was like, if I can't beat you physically, I'd be very, very cautious mm. after that point. I think that was one of the baddest things I did mm. as a kid. But, yeah, like, the thing is, I, I was never like, oh, I'm all this good Mr. Two-Shoe um, kid. But right. I also felt like the reasons why my parents were oppressing me or, like, being, like, you know, very abusive was unnecessary because it was just me expressing myself. Right. Like, forget what people will say. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to support me 100% if it's against your beliefs. Mm. But don't try to, like, oppress my beliefs and make me into who you think is best. Um, one of the reasons why I, I ran away technically and came to America was because I was tired of living in someone else's shadow, hmm. being what they wanted me to become, um, doing what they wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not going to work mm-hmm. because it made me very depressed, very suicidal, very a lot of things bitter. Um, mm-hmm. It just made me something that I didn't want to become. I yeah. was, like, very cold. It was killing you. Yeah, a very cold person. Like, things would happen, and that whole Mr. Humanitarian um, guy that I that I was growing up to be, mm-hmm. like, it just came to, like, a halt. Like, okay, people are evil, mm-hmm. and you're going to be evil to them. You know, mm-hmm. just, they don't deserve mm-hmm. kindness of mm-hmm. any kind. Just... Just be mean, like, you know, just just treat people for what they are, like, you know, look at patterns. And then I became very obsessed with patterns and things that people do. It's like, I might not know someone, but then I see them do something, I'm like, okay, evil. Mm. Out of the equation, right away. Like, you know, don't be nice to them because mm. they're doing something that reflects a pattern of what someone else did that was, that was, right. that was bad. Well, what, to you, what is the definition of evil? I think anything that suppresses 
someone's true expression for me like mm. because of my experience i think right. like if you're trying to say to someone that they can't do something because um it's against your belief mm. i think that becomes evil automatically mm. but anything also that harms someone else yeah or harms anything else mm-hmm. it's like harming animals or like the evil act mm. you know? or even harming for, yourself or even harming yourself might yeah. be evil um because if that person isn't doing anything really to affect you or like it's not an act of self-offense mm-hmm. then it's evil like you know mm-hmm. why, why would you want to like you know take away someone else's rights right that is evil like oppressing someone yeah. of their rights mm-hmm. so you ran away yeah so i ran away Talk I to, like how did that happen um well i just had a plan like like you said earlier, like, you know, you would you always, like, plan these big mm-hmm. schemes and stuff like that? And that's that's how I've been growing up. Um, because of, like, a lot of things that happened, mm-hmm. I was always very, like, strategic about what I do, did mm-hmm. and do. Um, I'd kind of, like, see where I would be maybe six steps forward. Like, Can you see the future? I can see my future because I'm planning it, but I can't see everyone else's future. Like, I know where I want to be and, like, you know, you, what are some of the things that I right. should probably do. Do you dream every night? Yeah, mm-hmm. mostly. Mostly flying dreams, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always levitating over some field or mm-hmm. water lake or something. Some astral projection. Yes. Yeah, do you meditate at all? Um... I don't know if being in a corner quiet is meditating. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. I like to zone out a lot. Sometimes... Like spontaneous death, like, <laughs> mm. yeah, just out. Like, I could be chilling with friends, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, you're in your own head. Yeah, and everyone's like, what happened? Are mm. you mad? I'm like, no, just, just flow. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how did you come over here? Um, I worked with the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, cool. I was like very not only popular, but like very leader guy like mm-hmm. the like the guy was i was growing myself to become yeah. like i still am growing myself to become right um i was doing a lot of advocacy and um youth work youth development work with the ministry youth work with the ministry yeah yeah so um because of that i got an opportunity to go to the seven summit of the americas mm-hmm. it's like we're all like north america central america north and south america come to get, come together and they do like this big um assessment of like issues and challenges and like project what are some of like the policies and things that they can change mm. um and working for like development in the future right and so i attended that summit and which was where it was in panama mm. which is awesome yeah. people should visit mm-hmm. <laughs> um and because of that, I had gotten my visa, whatever. So ah. I had a visa. So I went back to Ghana. I'm like, okay, if things doesn't work out, like, you know, if, I, if it becomes, like, very stressful or what's not, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to start working, save my trip um, stuff, and I'm going to come to America. I got, I got the visa in 2015, I think. Mm. Um, but I didn't leave right away after I went back. Hmm. I went back to working with the ministry. When I went back, actually, it was it was much. My, the relationship with my mom had changed because it was like, oh, so you're actually doing something with yourself. Hmm. And it it was like I was so excited because I wanted like I wanted her for like one one moment in her, in her life to see that you know, I'm really not about living in sexuality. Right. Yeah. I'm really not like. 
it might be who I am, but my 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 dreams and my aspirations are focused. Are so much bigger. Yeah, it's not like oh, I don't want to wake up every day and be like, oh, I'm gay. Right. And then start the conversation with I'm gay, mm-hmm. oh, and I'll be gay, oh, yeah. or like or like I'm queer. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it was like I'm focused on other things. Like how can I develop this idea? Mm. How could I, you know, expand as a, as a human being? Um, and so I went to Panama, and I came back. And the relationship changed, whereas it was like, oh, you're actually um, you're doing things. You're, she saw you as a person yeah, instead of a cause I, word. Cause, because I was going on, like, television shows mm. back in Guyana. Oh, really? In radio stations and stuff and talking about my experience. Nice. And I had started writing to the newspaper shows, like, a lot of publications and things like that. And everyone was like, oh, that's your son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I came out of, like, I so... I probably was in a this is my child closet mm. and so I came out of that this is my child closet to oh this is my son mm. um, to the world like oh yeah this is my big son because mm-hmm. my mom's pretty young and like not a lot of people know that she has a son this old like 21 mm. um, so I'm like oh yeah this is my big son you guys haven't heard of him before mm-hmm. it made me feel away at first uh-huh. like oh like oh so you, oh so now your, your friends are, they don't know that you have older son because it was weird because like she wouldn't like say it then but like they would see me with her and then they would be like oh is that your son oh that's your son how old was your mom when she had you um 17 17, yeah Yeah. and so then she's like yeah it's my son and I'm like in my mind oh okay hmm yeah, um, but yeah, scheming. Yeah, so um, that the scheming was just like a reflection. Like, oh, so this is your friend. They don't know you have an older son because uh. my little brothers were always with her. So like everyone know, knew them. Right. Like, oh, this is. I thought you only had two sons. Mm. Like, and I would always like walk away when she would stop like see people mm. in the marketplace and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I know where this is gonna go, and mm. it's gonna make me feel a certain way. So I'm just gonna walk up. Mm. Um, do you still do that? Something's making you feel uncomfortable. You walk away. I I walk away. I get very quiet <laughs> um, because it makes me angry. And like, I think when I said earlier, like there's a bad person in every good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a Hulk. I think a in Hulk. Me. Yeah. So like, and it's it's a Hulk because of like all the stuff that I've been through, like being abused, right. being like. Um, so like when I was really young, and I I don't think I want to get into it, but I was mm-hmm. right. Well attempt right situation mm-hmm. um and then i was taking advantage of like like several people after um all of that that i couldn't defend myself right. then mm-hmm. or i couldn't protect myself is still there mm-hmm. I, and it's like of a, a very like everyday cognitively suppressing those mm-hmm. like oh you don't have to be that you don't have to like you don't have to just let it go it's fine um mm-hmm. you are still here and you're doing all these amazing things right um, but that demon is still there. It's still there. Mm-hmm. So, like, some I might be mad at someone for doing a tiny thing, but then as soon as I decided, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to assume this devil or whatever Become it is. Become the Hulk. <laughs> and it's not, it's no longer attacking them for what they did as an individual. Uh, it's attacking everything. You know what? Feel this for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Explosion. Um, uh, and so, like, I, I really try to, if, if I'm, like, feeling anything, huh. just just run away. Let's, like, run far away. And not, not because I want to run away from them, but run away from Yourself. getting yeah getting involved in that situation. Mm. Like, just get drowned in, like, in some 
music or mm-hmm. like go to some quiet place. Like I I play this thing and like my spouse knows like I go under a sheet, like a little cave thing. I call myself a caveman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to my cave. That's meditation. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> so like I, I like I take the covers and I like, go underneath. Yeah. And, like if anything's upsetting me and I, I don't have anywhere to go uh-huh. or if, like I can't really like just run out the house or leave or anything like that. I just like I get in bed and just get under the covers. That's your safe space. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so you found your way here so to I found, New York yeah, City? So, so yeah, going back to that story. So yeah, so I saved up because of my work with the ministry. I was like working, working. I was a volunteer, but mm-hmm. I was very like good on like money management. Mm-hmm. So I'm really good at, at managing my like little, little resources. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I did was I saved. And then when I decided it was too much for me and I couldn't save anymore, I was I got really close to the minister. So I had asked for her assistance. Um, and she helped me, and I came. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Great. I'm here. You came straight to New York City? I came straight to New York City. Why New York City? Um, well, my mother had some some some, you know, some effect on that because I was leaving. And she was like, oh, you're actually leaving? Like, you actually said this. You're going to be going to New York. And I'm like, yes. Um, she was like, well, you don't know anyone in America. You don't have anyone. Um, I'd already known my spouse. And... In my mind, I was like, okay, I was just going to, I'm just going to. Wait, you like, had already known him? Yeah. Oh, wait, how? Um, we, were, we were talking like for almost like six years online. Oh, so. online. Y'all met online. Yeah. So we've been talking for like forever online, um, on and off. And I was like, in my the back of my head, I was just like, I'm going to come to New York and then get to Georgia. And you knew that he was already here? Yeah. You were already in New York? No. No, no he, he wasn't in New York. He was in Georgia. So I, w- oh, you I would just come to New York and then go to Georgia. If for anybody that's listening, his spouse is here in the room right now without yes. a microphone in front of his face. But that might change at some point really soon. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, um, that was the plan. Like, because I was like weeks before I came, mm-hmm. we were still talking. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm coming up. And, you know, are you going to like have space, whatever? I'm going to just come straight there. And y'all hadn't met at all yet. No, we hadn't met <sighs> yet. But then um, my mom was like, well, you don't know anyone. And I only I think it's best that you go with your uncle. Hmm. That's in New York. I'm like scratching my ears. Her brother? Yes. Her that brother. lived in New York? Yeah. He lives here. Um, and does what? Construction. Construction. Yeah. And so she was like, "Go, you, can, you should go stay with him. I got there and like I reflected on the reasons why I didn't want to go, mm-hmm. like to stay with him in the first place. Like the first, like the first drastic change in my entire life growing up happened when one day she decided that she wanted to go out and she would not take me. Mm. And she sent me to stay with him. Mm. And he decided that he couldn't take care of me. So he wanted to go at a friend's house and the friends have kids and I would play with the kids. But I guess that idea wasn't like taught out well because when I got there and I did go play with the kids, my entire life changed Mm. forever. Like everything just, The avatar disappeared, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Everything changed. And so I was like, okay, because I wasn't thinking. the same uncle. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that at the time when she said, go stay with him. But then when I came here and then just a month in, everything changed again. I'm like, yep, this is why. Mm-hmm. I sh- this is why my, my guts and everything was saying not to come because it's a recipe for bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... I left staying with him mm-hmm. and my his ex-wife um, 
forced to come out, mm. got a place for me to stay. Mm. I was staying there. Um, and then I went to Georgia back and forth and we mm. got married. And stuff. Okay, I want to take a few moments here to tell you about Spoke. This is a new listening app from SiriusXM and partner of The Love Bomb. Spoke is more than just a podcast app, okay? It's a social audio platform. You can listen to podcasts, radio programs, documentaries, and so much more. Have you ever had a difficult time finding a podcast? I know I have. Well, Spoke has a team of curators, real-life human beings, not robots, who help you discover your new favorite podcast by finding the best moments and highlights from shows and organize them into thematic playlists. Choose from close to a hundred different playlists. There's just so many podcasts that I want to listen to, but it's a little overwhelming to start listening to each one because I have no idea what I'm going to like or what's good. So this is like a friend sharing their playlist with you, right? Allowing you to listen to the best clips from each song. I love it. If you like what you hear, you can join the conversation, leave a voice comment. You can also share anything you find on the app with friends on social media. That's right. Hit me up on the gram. You can download Spoke from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Go to hearspoke.com slash atwill to support the love bomb and all your other favorite atwill shows. Spreading that love around. This is the love bomb. Okay, will you come sit over here for a second? I want to ask some questions to both of you. Hi, Patrick. Hello. <laughs> um, okay, when you guys first started talking to each other, mm-hmm. how did it begin? Uh, um, like, on, on what platform? It was Facebook. It was, it was Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Um, so. And sh- how old are you now? I am 21. You're 21? I'm 25. 25. Yeah. So, so this, I, was, I was about 15. This was when I was discovering my, like, attraction to guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I think I was sitting under the computer, and then, you know, Facebook has that little suggestion thingy? Mm-hmm. And he popped up. Um, and it was this, like, f- profile photo wearing a bow tie and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I still, like, that's the picture I have stored as his, con- uh-huh. his contact Still, photo. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I clicked on it. because like, oh, this guy is beautiful. Mm. Um and then I went in his wall, and I saw, like, a bunch of poetry stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. You write as well? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this risk, and I'm going to send a message. Mm. And so I sent a message. Saying what? Um, Just, hey, I, I like your work. Hmm. You know, you, you write really great stuff, whatever. Right. And I want to get into writing and, and, and things, too. Um, I think that's that's the message somewhere around that line. Um, just like saying, you know, you I like your work and I write too, whatever. And I added him. So like, cause I I like I sent a friend request, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe he might just ignore it, cause people ignore friend requests. I do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I sent a message as well. Um, and I think a you were day, scheming, you were plotting yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then a day or two later. Um, I think he met, he responded. I'm like, oh, he responded. And I did say in the in the wait, what did you respond with? I believe I responded with like, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Uh huh. Yeah. Along those lines. Yeah, and like, oh, thank you for like, you know, saying my work is good. Yeah. But then my first response, like, at, like the initial response was, I like your work. And then when he actually responded, I was like, I was like, no, no filters. Like, oh my god, you did respond. Like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to respond. Right. So that's how we got to mm. talking. And 
just the the conversation just opened from there. Yeah. And you guys were talking for six years before you met. Yes. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. Because <laughs> this this happened some sometime around I think it was like 2011. Mm. And yeah. so how how quickly did the conversation get to like a point of being really really open with each other and like telling each other what was happening in each other's lives? Well, is it, go ahead. <laughs> I believe it started. I will say like like two weeks into that two weeks in we had started like communicating uh, yeah. via other social places mm. like we were Skype. on Skype oh you started Skyping immediately yeah, we started yeah. Skyping. two weeks in <laughs> yes and we started doing a lot of other stuff and we started uh, having like phone conversations yeah and all of that mm-hmm were you dating other people like in all of these six years yeah and you were telling each other about it all yeah um <laughs> it wasn't so much of like telling each other that we were dating other people it was just that it was just like pauses in between yeah mm-hmm. so I uh, guess okay, when a pause okay. came in we knew you knew something knew, was going <laughs> something on something was going on well the pause was his like, <laughs> I, like he would pause when he was talking to people but like um, I think after I met him it was I was like from like since like we met and then I, I was like you know I like you and cause I was the kid that sent a lot of love, le- like love notes, yeah. mm-hmm. like long ass three page oh, love I notes. Love that. Uh, and so, like at, after that point, um, it was okay. I really don't like anyone else. I'm. It was you're in it to win it. One day I'm gonna come there. We're gonna be together. Mm. Um, and so everyone else, although I didn't really like, share like oh I was seeing this person or sh- or shared that I was seeing someone else or whatever, but I was like, I don't really like you, but. Um, I guess I'm just gonna chill with someone until I get to where I'm going. You knew in your heart, yeah. So that I was he like, was the one. yeah. So I was like, and I told all, like all my best friends, like everyone that is still in Guyana knows of Patrick, and and he doesn't know them, but like they saw pictures, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, and he's so cute, and I, I would tell everyone, and so like they were this like is such an incredible, yeah. So and everyone was like, well, he's probably with someone. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like when you know like. It's not gonna last. I don't want to say that. I was like, "Oh, this is so evil." But yeah, but you know, um, and like everyone knows, like I would show them pictures. I'm like, "You know what? This is my this is my crush for life." Right. Um, and then, I, like when there were point times when he, like he was in a relationship mm-hmm. and we weren't talking, I'm like, "You know what? He's with someone, but you know, he's still with my crush, whatever." Right. And how did you feel about where he came from? Uh, how he grew up, just, you know, being in a different country. Like, did you think that this was a possibility at any point? Well, being around that age that I was and knowing that he's all the way from Guyana and I live all the way in the United States and all of the um, different voices I had around me, it was kind of like scary Mm -hmm. because you have people who would say that, oh, it's not going to work. Uh, he lives so far. How is this going to happen? Are you going to, you know, go to Guyana? And at, and at that time, I didn't even have a uh, visa mm-hmm. or any of that. I didn't really have a stable job to, you know, travel back and forth. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was something that I wanted very much. Uh, it was more of a dream. Like, hopefully it does come true. Mm-hmm. Uh Telling people that I was around that, you know, I had this crush on someone who lived in Guyana, they would be like, mm, is, is that really possible? Like, are you going to actually meet him? And um, even around my friends when we were, like, Skyping or whatnot, and they asked me, like, who is he? Like, uh, You would Skype around your friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. would. Well, yeah. I and uh, after he get off the phone, I would uh, talk about him. 
and they'll be like, "Well, he lives all the way in Guyana. You don't have no, you don't have a visa. Mm-hmm. Like, how's this going to be possible?" Uh, but I never did really lose like hope or faith. We mm-hmm. did keep in contact throughout those six years, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I need to hear the story of when y'all first met <laughs> in okay. person in RL. So, um, <laughs> I was kind of doing like an internship mm-hmm. f- for a while when I got here. And then... Whereabouts? Where? Mm-hmm. I think the Garden Cultural Association. Okay. Yeah. And so I was doing that. And then I decided, well, I think it's time I take a trip. Um, and so we, we started talking about, like, you know, finally meeting up. Because it wasn't still, like, it wasn't concrete when I got here still. Mm-hmm. Were you, like, shocked that he actually <laughs> made it to the United States? I was very shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I was, because I thought I would always be the person that would travel first. That would go there, yeah. Yeah, and he always told me, oh, I'm coming to the United States. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, as we kept on talking throughout the six years, he was like, I finally got a visa. Oh, I went to Panama. And I was like, oh, okay, well, he's he's really trying to make this happen versus me who haven't even started to get a visa yeah. or anything yet. So it was, like, really amazing that, you know, he started first because I always thought I would have to travel huh. to Guyana. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so then we got to talking about, like, you know, finally meeting up. And um, I got on a bus. So the suspense was intense. Oh, I can't <laughs> even imagine. Because <laughs> I got on a mega bus, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm 23 hours away. Were you Skyping, and we were, on, were you Skyping on the bus at all? We were talking on the bus, like, yeah. over the phone, um, like, uh, FaceTime, all of that. So I'm like, because it's on the bus, then you can actually come down the hours. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, so 10 hours more. And it's like, oh, seven hours more, I'm at work. You know, like, because mm-hmm. it's like a whole day and a half or mm-hmm. like a day and almost another day. But it was like, okay, so now um, I'm I'm like two hours away I'm like in um, North, North Carolina like we're gonna be over there soon are you at the bus stop already like you know things like that mm-hmm. so and what got, were you wearing I was wearing a black shirt hoodie thingy mm-hmm. I think um, and and blue jeans what were you wearing I was still in my work uniform I had came straight from work mm-hmm. uh, rushed through everything I got on the train and I was actually waiting for him yeah. Uh, how were you feeling at this point? I was very anxious. I was. Uh, I'm anxious pacing. right now, even talking about this. I was texting <laughs> back and forth. Uh, kept calling them. Kept texting them. Like, where are you? I'm waiting for this bus. Yeah. Uh, just sitting there, like, it's like in so much anticipation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, because it was, it was. I think it was cold, right? Was it cold? Yeah. It, it was, was cold. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was wearing like also like a jacket and stuff. Um, so the bus finally got there, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm getting off the bus, and like at the back of my mind, it was like. Well, I know what he looks like in person. And so I'm like, of course you will. Yeah. Um, I got off the bus, and then I immediately spotted him. like, oh, he's over there. And I'm, like, blushing. Like, what, I was just like, like, butterflies? Heart yeah, I was, like, li- I was like literally point. blushing, right? So, like, I'm walking towards him, and I'm, like, trying to hold in, like, this, this, this tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> right? So I got there, and then it's, like, what do you do? Do you hug? Do you handshake? Yeah, we did finally we, embrace no, each other. Yeah. We, we hugged. We didn't handshake. Um, <laughs> so we had like some prerogative conversations before mm. that <laughs> happened anyways. I'm like, oh, I'm going to kiss you up. Oh, like, oh my God. Uh-huh. I don't care who's there. Did you guys kiss immediately? Yeah, we it was did. Like, yeah, it was like a smoosh. Oh. Yeah. It was like it was like an innocent, you know, let's be very... I mean, six years and then, yeah, and then we talked about how Yo, much, this like, is a movie. Have you like talked <laughs> about making this a script at all? 
Well, hopefully someone <laughs> someone who's a director and writer is listening. Uh, like, or like, yeah. yeah it's having this conversation with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, it was like. And how long ago was this? This was. This was in like, like. 11 months ago. Yeah, around this time. Yeah, around this time. Because I had gotten here on July 4th. Mm. So you got here on Independence Day. Yeah. Wow. And it was symbolic for me because I'm yeah. like, oh, independence of my life. Yeah. But then also oh, I'm independence. That. Um, There's no coincidence right. anywhere. <laughs> and so like it was right among the stone. Mm-hmm. Um So how long did you spend in Georgia then? I I went like three times. My first trip was I was, was supposed to go only go for one week. Mm-hmm. But then I stayed extra. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um and so my my first trip was two weeks, mm-hmm. and then my second trip was I think a week or so, mm-hmm. and then my third trip was kind of longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I went up to New York too. Uh-huh. So I think I stayed. I think I couldn't really take vacation hours at my job, so I think I stayed for about like two or three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I had came back one more time for like three days. Mm. And you live here now. Yeah, you mm-hmm. both live we in live New York together. City. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been living here now? I've been here since February. February. Since Valentine's February. Day was you actually the fifteenth yeah. of February. <gasps> yeah, but still, yeah, but we were in the we, we, yeah. we were in the suspense we again, suspense. Uh, again on, on Valentine's on Valentine's Day. And you guys are married now or engaged yes. now? You guys we're got married. married. Yep. When did you get married? November. November. November what? Fourteenth. Where? We Dra- did it in Georgia. You yeah. did it in Georgia. Yeah. Um, t- tell me about it. Well, it was simple. Yeah. I was just like, let's go to the court. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have friends here. Right. Like I didn't have, like I, now I have friends. I like it. And invite my celebrity friend, Nika. Next <laughs> yeah, so. time, I'm coming for the anniversary. <laughs> Sign me yeah. up. Um, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we like do, do plan on getting married again. Mm. For, like, you want a big for, wedding. For like, the excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, did y'all get dressed up to go to the courthouse? We wore something simple. I mean, we did do like a button like down, casual, yeah. casual. Yeah. Did you have like a little party afterwards? Uh, no. 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 Oh, it was. But, but I didn't wait. Like I was like, as soon as I did get married, like I sent a message to my mom. Like I just got married. Oh, <laughs> and what'd she say? She was like, I think she she kind of like relapsed and like you know like <laughs> someone who was on drug therapy <laughs> and then um, they're like oh I'm getting better everything's working out and then oh cause you know what maybe it's maybe it's just a phase yeah maybe it's just a phase and then I said well I married mm. to a guy and then she was like oh my god are you you don't love me I'm like uh-huh. that's what she said <laughs> I'm like how are you gonna make this about you right so I'm like okay I'm like okay so I'm just gonna talk to you like in a few days or like whatever give you a week or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me like I'm, I'm just gonna talk to you in a few days cause. so how is married life does it feel different I, I wouldn't say different it has its challenges, but it, it's it, not a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and it's not a flower field. Okay, okay. Yeah, so those are life. Yeah. So yeah. those are the two things that it's not. Mm-hmm. But you do have moments where you're in the stimulation of the flower field <laughs> mm-hmm. or a roller coaster. Or a roller coaster. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. Um, it's real. When, what do you do? Uh, I'm a catering coordinator at Panair. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And where are you working these days? I'm not working. You're yet, not working right now. But I am very involved in a lot of like in um, programs, like internship programs mm-hmm. at like like the center. Yeah. Or, or like 
Alley Franny or like the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, big plans for the future. What do you guys have? Well, I'm just going to put this out there yeah. again for maybe the director or like the writers sitting next to me. Uh-huh. Um, I really want to get involved in the arts, like mm-hmm. acting and um, like just writing, maybe become a ghostwriter and mm. then do uh, like several other things after. Um, activist, of course. Mm. So I've been coining the term activist. Yeah. <laughs> activist. Act- yeah. Um, but so. Like, professionally, I want to become a psychologist and mm. performing artist. Nice. So I can Love put that. the two together. Yeah. Are you going um, to school at all? Or do you want to go to school? I'll be going to school as soon as I get that started out. Yeah. Um, I'm currently getting my equivalent, like, the equivalence, because the exam in Guyana and the Caribbean is different from here, so you have to you would have to do an equivalent mm-hmm. exam. So I'm in the process. Okay. And so I can apply for college, maybe for next year. Mm-hmm. But, um... I want to become a psychologist and mm. and and actor, like not just like actor, but like an artist. Yeah. So that's why I say artist and activist because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the sub of psychologist mm. and you know artists, um, performing artists. Yeah. So th- those are the fields that I want to dwell in. Um, I write. I'm going to start vocal training so I want to sing as well mm. um, I feel like you'd be a great singer yeah I hope I Is guess he a great yeah <laughs> um, like I do dance a little bit mm-hmm. but then it's only when I'm really in the mood or like it's for a production right, or right, like, right. A, like a play or whatever but I'm yeah. not like a like a professional dancer uh-huh. or like whatever but I wouldn't say I'm a dancer dancer I would say I'm a performer like I would dance if the play or like the piece that I'm acting mm-hmm. in requires me to dance yeah um, if you were directed you could do whatever yeah. is what you're saying yeah yeah so so that's it like okay. I really want to get out there for like being this performer actor I, entertainer I know person. y'all are really young but have you had a conversation about kids oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we do talk about it uh, yeah. what's that conversation entail I don't I don't plan but you know the future can sometimes just take its toll mm-hmm. but I don't plan on having children until around maybe 35 yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's going to be 30 yes. 31 I, he says it's too young for him so my thing is <laughs> if tomorrow I wake up and um, if tomorrow God permits or the universe permits that I become like a millionaire mm. or like a billionaire or like you know I have like the resources the resources and like the financial setup and all of that because I feel like kids are a responsibility and you shouldn't get them until and they're expensive yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and I feel like you shouldn't get kids until you're finished taking care of yourself right because well I mean are you ever finished taking well you're care not of finished yourself? taking care of yourself but like well, to a point. In, in the where it's not like oh you want to get the fanciest clothes still mm-hmm. where it's like okay you have you have the clothes you <laughs> have what you need yeah so like if even if you get get like a pair uh, to outfit once a month it doesn't mm. affect you right but you can focus on getting if the child needs 20 mm. outfits mm. a week you can focus on you know getting that or like they need books resources colleges things Mm. like that it shouldn't be like I'm doing the same things for myself right now as I have to do for my child like you know I have to make sure they have like transportation to get to school I have to get transportation to get to school that's crazy like I feel like that's y'all are young as fuck I mean you have plenty (laughs) of time Um, and yeah so like 
kids are gonna come at the point where I feel like you both want kids. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, both yeah. financially in a place to say, well, you know what? We don't have to focus on us. We can just mm. sit down, and we're getting paid while we're sleeping. Situation, yeah, no, so that. we should like. Okay, we, we can get 100 kids yeah. at this point. Y'all yeah. want to stay in New York for the foreseeable future? Hmm. Uh-oh. If I, yeah. if, if, if probably I own half of Manhattan. Uh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> half of Manhattan. Yes, probably. <laughs> but um, it's so expensive living here. It is. Yeah. That's why I want to own half so I can just yeah. be anywhere. But um, I think I miss having a backyard yeah and being able to plant or like you know just yeah just seeing the country yeah so i don't want to move too far from the city because right. i love new york well, i think it's very resourceful you like, can move like an hour outside of the city and have all of that shit right so we we're, we are actually talking about like mm-hmm. new jersey where yeah. you have like more yard space mm-hmm. and stuff now before it gets like two years like five years ten years down yeah. the line and then that's a manhattan right, as well right, 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 right. <laughs> but um do you have family that lives here no no I actually don't know anyone outside of my spouse besides like my co-workers or, mm. so it is the same like I do have people that are in my bloodline mm-hmm. <laughs> but right, I right, don't right, call right. them like family because yeah. I mean they have their everyday life and mm-hmm. their gatherings and things like that mm-hmm. and I'm excluded so mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say that right. I have family here I just have people who have my blood mm-hmm. um, and I think everyone has my blood. How have you <laughs> liked living in New York coming from Georgia? Uh, New York is it's a step up from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I love Georgia, though. Georgia. Uh, were you living in Atlanta proper? Yes. Yeah, you were. So uh, you, the heart of Atlanta. Yeah. So you're used to city life, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. used to city life. Uh, New York is just it's a lot big. It's a lot more faster. I mm-hmm. love it, actually. The only thing I don't like about New York is it's so expensive. Yeah. As far as living. But Everything. That, Pick up a New fucking can of soup, it's three times as much. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You're a writer, too. Yes. Either the first thing you wrote for him or the last thing you wrote for him. Do you remember uh, these things? <laughs> the first. The first thing you wrote for him? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite put my first thing that I wrote for him, but I'm sure it was something uh, consisting of love, mm-hmm. uh, something of admiration, something of appreciation. Mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't, like, I don't remember the title. Like, <laughs> I don't remember the title of the first thing I wrote, but like I said, I wrote a lot of, like, very lengthy love notes of, like, how much mm. I... I I loved him and like mm-hmm. I didn't even understand what it was but I, and then the notes did say that like I don't know what love is right. I don't know what I'm feeling mm-hmm. but um, it's something it's something and I know that it's saying I would give up my life for you mm-hmm. and I guess that means something maybe that's love mm-hmm. maybe being willing to uh, just like change or like you know do all these millions of things and, and not care but as long as you're like okay, hmm. you're good. Did I think that was, and that's all. Like all my notes, all the notes that I ever wrote. That's what it entailed. Like you know, I don't know what it is. Mm. I don't want to say that I love you and lie. But I know whatever I'm feeling, it is that I want to be with you. I want to share my life with you. Mm. Yeah. Did you guys give vows to each other at your wedding? Yes. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. You did. Yes. Um. I want to hear them. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so I wrote my vow, like, the night. 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember out of my head. And it's probably somewhere in my phone, like in one of my docs. I'd probably have to look for it. But That's it, okay. Again, it was like, it's, it's the same thing. It's yeah. like, I'm not perfect. Um, you're not perfect. And I'm doing this because I, I really just want to share my life with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like you are not a completion, but you are an addition to who I am as a person. Hmm. Like, I am me, hold, but then what you hold, it's like two is better than one uh, situation. <laughs> um, what, do you love yourself today, Jazrael? Yes, I do, very much. Patrick? I do. Hmm. Um, what does love mean to you? I want you to answer it, and then I want you to answer it. Okay. Um, Patrick, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love to me, um, it's a it's a growing definition for me, but right now, I would say love is is patience. Mm-hmm. It's definitely understanding. Love is looking outside the box. It is looking through different perspectives. Love isn't the you know the fairy tale that you see on TV, or the even in reality TV the definition of love that they you know speak of and show. It's much more deeper. You need to find like a deeper meaning to that. Mm. Uh, love to me is, it's not so much of the flowers, but actually the process of planting the flower. Mm. Oh, yes, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's what love is to me. Oh. And, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think love is multidimensional. Um, and well, Let's take a pause. Let's step mm. back. Okay. <laughs> I think love for me, uh-huh. in my definition, the love that I give is multidimensional. Mm. It is, and this is my little phrase. You might, this is probably the third time I'm saying it. It's, it's everything, but then it's also priceless. It's like it's, it's like it's worth all of this, but then it's it's also still this priceless, mm. this this priceless little thing. Um, I think. Love is going through hell, but then at the end of it, like, still saying, well, you know what? This 500 degrees burn, (laughs) whatever Mm. burn, whatever Mm -hmm. it was, Mm -hmm. it was worth it. Mm. Like, I am happy to have walked through hell and have gotten to this mm. place to be with you. It's like, mm, we fight, but it's always, look, for me, mm-hmm. it's always, <laughs> like, I care if we're fighting. Like, I, I know I said some things, and I try not to say a lot of things because words affect me. Like, I feel like if someone says something to me today, I'll never forget it for the next 500 years. Like, maybe even longer than that. Oh, and if like you, that, and huh? especially if you say, yeah, especially if you say something that's, like, nasty or, like, you know, mean or whatever. But also if it's something beautiful, too? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think my brain is programmed to not really touch on the beautiful things when I'm angry. Okay. So, like, it's like, okay, I'll just remember the ones that I really want to attack you mm-hmm. for. Um, but what I'm trying to say is I think love is knowing where you are, mm. what you are, what you stand for, but then also what you're willing to give and share mm. and how you're willing to do that. If I had like all the riches in the world, I know who I'm sharing it with. Mm. 
And if I like if I owned half of Manhattan, I know whose name is on the other part of that. Are so that, cute. I can't that, even that, handle that, that lease or like, you know, whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> What does it mean to be a black gay immigrant married in the United States in 2017 to you? I think in part, like in point format, it means brave, mm-hmm. it means resilient, it means strong. Mm-hmm. Um, because leaving the environment that I came from, Guyana, um, very binary, very, very narrow-minded mindset. Mm-hmm. And coming here and deciding that, you know what, I'll be public about my sexuality when necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, if I needed to say that, hey, babe, on social media, I'm not going to be like, okay, I can't say that. Doing that and like coming from that mindset, knowing that those people are still connected to me, just they can still see what I post and all of that, and like even getting on the, on the view and like being very open right. about everything. I'm well, like, how was that experience for you? It was okay. It was like it was, whatever. It was, it was whatever because at that point, at this point in time in my life, I really don't care what anyone else says. Right. That was the whole purpose but of like moving away and coming. Did you feel like proud being there? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like, do you feel like the things, the way that the whole thing was put together, was a positive representation of like the conversation that we had? I think so. You do. Uh, I felt very comfortable. I felt I felt very empowered sharing my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of people actually reached out to me after. They're yes. like, "Oh my God, you're so brave!" Like I'm uh, like, "Yeah." How was it for you seeing him on that? It was actually a great thing to see. Yeah, uh, something that I know that he's been wanting to share with the world. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a good thing. Right. Yeah. So I think it means those those three things: being mm-hmm. strong, resilient, and brave. Um, mm-hmm. Brave because um, it's a lot to be black, and then also to be an immigrant, and then also to be like you know from living with all these bad experiences in your mind growing up in an environment that's very limited they like harm you and things like that hurt you like you know um, you're ridiculed you're rejected you're neglected you're abused all kind mm-hmm. of things for being gay or being anything other than straight other than, yeah. or, or what they um, you know scribe you as mm-hmm. um, resilient because even after all of that mm-hmm. I'm still here and I'm like even though I attempted to mm-hmm give up I didn't um, mm. and I found reasons to, to not give up um, and just strong because at the end of the day I'm still standing right. like it me I have to be strong to mm. stand you know I had to have been strong to still be here do you feel like when you got to the United States um, the the black experience specifically was much different here than it was from where you came from yeah um yeah. In the United States, being black is more an issue mm. than where I came from. Right. Even though there are like racial divisions in Guyana, it's not as intense mm-hmm. as it is here. Like most of the cops are black, mm. so you wouldn't you wouldn't find things like police brutal- mm-hmm. brutality because right. then it'll just be a black man killing a black man. So. Whatever, like, you know, even if it did happen, they wouldn't talk about it like that much. But it doesn't happen, either. Um, so it's more intense here than it is in like multicultural Guyana, mm-hmm. and just like you know, I feel like people like. I mean, I've been had a lot of bad 
being black experience. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's because I don't give out that that aura of mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm black and I'm tough or whatever, mm-hmm. or like I'm the baddest thing or whatever. Like I've seen cops, I've been in, in like engagement with cops and things like that, mm-hmm. but I've never had like that negative experience because also like I don't have that negative mindset, like, you know, like every white person's out to like do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I don't invalidate anyone's like experience or how they feel about mm-hmm. like, you know, being black versus white and anything like that. But I just feel like I don't live life thinking about those things right well it, <laughs> so, i mean it goes with i mean your yeah. whole labelless idea right? right so like the world sees me black and i know that i come from black ancestry but that's not what i wake up every day like oh i'm god i'm yeah, black and right. i can't get a job mm-hmm. or like oh i'm black and i can't do this or i'm black and i can't do that right because then i think that's strategically what the oppression is or was meant to do like right. make you wake up and say I'm black and I can't I'm do this I'm less than yeah yeah so like I don't worry I'm like okay I'm black and I can't do this or, or black or I'm less than like growing up back in Guyana like there's not a lot of Caucasian or white people right. there living so I always had this like it was like a social experiment for me when white people would come to Guyana um, everyone would always like run and praise them like mm. I'm like or they would be like, oh, there's a white person on the street. Really? It's like that. Yeah. So I'm like, I was always that kid in a, in a group of my school friends. Could pro- we're probably walking on the street or something. And we would see like some tourists. And then they'd be like, oh, my God, white people, white people. And I'm like, what? The fuck? <laughs> they're, just, they're just people. Right? And then and then I also had like this other question in, um, this like question in my head. Like, I feel like when, like, when, like not everyone, because mm-hmm. like either I have like great experience with like Caucasian people, mm-hmm. um, but like some, you would like walk in the street, and like I know you made eye contact, maybe like a black coming, or you know I'm coming, <laughs> but then when they get close, it's like no interaction at all. Like mm. oh, I, I don't see you, you don't exist mm. in my world, and I'm like, well, it's not a bad thing. Maybe that's how they were taught. So. What is it that that like my kind would try to like make an interaction like you know like you if a black person passed and it wasn't like oh they're bad it's wrong for them to do that it was mm. like I was sitting with Patrick and I'm like you notice like every time a black person passed why do they do it like you look at the two groups of people and it's like a black person will make eye contact with you like right. full on like five inches away from you like mm-hmm. I see you yeah. but then a white person will be like okay whatever well I'm just gone do you feel like you've had to not teach but like share with him what the black experience in America means because he's not from here I don't think I ever I I have ever had to do that I think the more of the issue was the whole us being gay yeah I had to share that Mm. it was a little bit more accepting far as where he's from it's not accepting so I just let him know that you can be a little bit more comfortable than where you where Mm. you were from Uh, the whole black issue for me Growing up, uh, I grew up in Georgia. So right. Georgia is like a southern state. It's mm-hmm. a Republican state. Uh, it's majority of neo-Caucasians, whites down there. For me, I didn't really get into the whole being attacked. Mm. Far as a lot of black people down there, they feel as though they're always being attacked by, you know, cops or, you know, Caucasians or, you know, white people. Mm. Uh, for me, I just... 
I just mind my own business. Uh, I felt as though, for me, I was being more attacked by my own color hmm. as far as, you know, being gay. Right. Versus being attacked by, you know, Caucasians. Hmm. I've never really experienced the whole race race thing as far as, you know, being attacked by the other color. Hmm. Uh, it was just as far as my own kind yeah. uh, being, you know, attacked or bullied about my sexuality. So that's just something I never really worried about because mm-hmm. uh, I, I always looked forward and not backwards. Hmm. Uh, I didn't wake up and be like, I can't do this or I have to watch out. I was always on the move or the mission of trying to better myself and mm-hmm. trying to get further ahead. So it would me being happy, having to go inside of like businesses that's like mainly consist of Caucasians and just me presenting myself. So I was never really intimidated or scared or, mm-hmm. or feared, I guess, because I, I stayed out of trouble. Yeah. I didn't put myself in those surroundings. So hmm. uh, my issue was more of just being being accepted by my sexual well, for my sexuality versus, mm-hmm. you know, the skin of my the right. race of my color. Yeah. And how old were you when you <clears throat> started coming to terms with your sexuality? Uh, I would say about like five. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any other queer people in your family? No, not of my, not no. of my. It's, it's strange because I'm like the first one, also like in my generation, I guess in my family, mm-hmm. to like have like said, you know what? Well, I'm queer. Well, to come to terms with it, yeah, I'm you like, know. And I and I do say that because I like I like look at like again, I'm obsessed with patterns and mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm like I look at my a lot of my cousins. And I'm like, ooh, 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 y'all, ooh, y'all what just, that? yeah, I'm like <laughs> oh, y'all just lying to yourself, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, because it is your choice to accept it, right. and and live with well, it, mm-hmm. or or just well, okay, I don't want to do it. Uh, I, I was having this conversation with somebody in here not that long ago, and we kind of came to terms that like if you are a young kid and you're like doing the work on yourself and like really looking at yourself uh-huh. at who you are and what you represent and like your identity if you're like looking at your identity and figuring out that you are different than everybody else and like make the decision to like accept it mm-hmm. that is like the first step inherently towards a spiritual path because yeah. like if you can't do the work on yourself first right. you can't do the work anywhere else right. you know and like i i really think that it is a gift to be able to work on yourself to come to terms with who you are that's true a yeah. lot of, a lot of people they they can't do that mm-hmm. they don't know they don't know how to master it they don't even know where to start and, and I think that's where phobia that's very and hate important. and everything yeah. comes from. Yeah. If you can't do the work on yourself, that's why you're going to hate somebody that represents something that you can't do. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, like 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 hating in the celebrity's voice and saying that they can't sing, but they're still getting a check. Where do you get it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's hysterical. All right, one more question. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you boys forever, um, but... Um, when you hear the term, the show's called The Love Bomb. When you hear the term, The Love Bomb, what do you see? What do you hear? I hear an explosion. Mm. Uh, just, <laughs> I just love, like, a whole bunch of flowers are just falling upon me. Oh, like, I, I'm in a field. You love flowers. The Love Bomb, yes. You love flowers. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and um, I think mine would be, like, a, like, a, like I'll, I'll piggyback on Patrick. Um, it's an exploration of exploring well I guess right 
exploring what love is mm. um, and then finding all these very interesting things mm-hmm. that are shocking like oh mm. really mm. you know so like, I think the, the, the surprise mm. in like finding out new things or new perspective mm. in regards to what love is and all of that is, is what the bomb is mm. like, it's brain the bomb yeah if you knew not necessarily the younger version of you your younger self but like somebody in the world that is similar to you that that is young and growing up with the experiences and doesn't have the confidence to speak out with who they are or to like you know come to terms with their family or just they're living in a place where they aren't safe like if you knew they were listening to this what would you say to them be true to yourself Mm -hmm. and accept who you are let the world know if you if that's what you want um, let those that you are fearing know what you represent. And I know it might be difficult to deal with the consequences, but get it over with now mm. so that you can focus on building and bettering yourself as a person. I am I'm not like I'm not mad at myself, but I, I wish I had just gotten it over with a long time ago mm. and not wait until I was 20. Like I'm still pretty young though, yeah, 20. twenty. I mean, but there are people I, like, that wait their whole lives to do yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I, I would say to that person, I would say to you, listen and get it over with now. Mm. Um, if if you are certain that this is what you want to identify with, um, this meaning whatever, um, you want to be an artist, you want to be queer, you want to be whatever. Just if this is what you want to identify with, and it's not what your people want you to identify with and you're still going to do it regardless don't do it don't have don't don't put yourself in a position where you have to do it in secret mm. you have to become something for someone else be you and be true to you and do what you think is best for yourself because mm. people have this notion of like they have this 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 thing of saying oh I, I'm only doing what's best for you but no one knows what's best for someone only that mm. person um, and so be true to yourself. Do what you want to do. Be proud of it. Um, and just let the people who are saying that they love you know that this is what you want to do. And at the end of the day, they either going to share in, in, in share in by supporting or be against and miss out. Hmm. You know, that's, that's just it. Like, don't waste time. Don't waste your life. Because mm. I, I think I could have been a better actor. I could have been a better everything that I do in arts. Because, like, I, I know to sew, but I, I literally, like, put it away, like, in the back mm-hmm. burners. Like, only last night I got back on the machine mm. and I did a pant. Um, but all of these skills, I literally, like, sketching and designing and all these extra stuff that are very, like, art-oriented, I put on the back burner because yeah. my mother said it was gay. Right. Um, going to a choir, learning to sing, and all these things. I literally just said, you know what? Mom's right. It's gay. Everyone's going to judge me. Hmm. Back burner. Okay, Patrick. If and you could me, tell I, your... I would definitely say to anyone who, who is listening and is um, discouraged or not you know, up for it right now, I would say follow your intuition. Hmm. Uh, if you definitely are feeling some way, Write it down, and if you come to that same desire within, like, three times, I would say follow it. Hmm. Uh, I love that. Get a plan um, and work towards it. I would definitely say if you are you're fear, fearful of anything right now, 
uh, what helped me was uh, looking at YouTube, motivational mm. speakers. Yes, totally. That uh, speak positivity inside of the world and into you. Uh, and those doubts that are inside your head, write them down. And then I would say underneath that, after you write your uh, negative uh, feedback down, write down something that's positive that is uh, counteracting the negative thought that you have. Mm. Uh, I would say write that probably in pen and the negative in pencil. And then I will say probably erase the pencil <sighs> and then just repeat to yourself all uh, the positive things that you write down so you can get those negative thoughts out of your head. This, so that I is would, genius. I would definitely say something of that. Oh, that is so genius. My mic just dropped, yo. That's how <laughs> genius it was. Um, and I think I want to say that, yo, if you start a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody on the Facebook yeah. uh, that lives in a different country... You never know what could happen. Right. <laughs> um, was that a part? Like, was that um, one of was was that one of the things that you have in your books? Yeah, uh, the tip. Yeah, it's in this book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm actually writing a book. It's, You're writing a book right now. Yeah, it's called. It takes a year. Uh, uh, three six five. So it'll be out soon. Wait, it takes a year. Yeah, it takes a year. Three six five. Three six five. Yes. And. By Patrick. Uh, yeah, by Patrick Turner. Patrick uh, Turner. It's a self-development book. Uh, it's about health. It's about just learning how to maneuver through life situations. It talks a, a lot about my uh, stories that I went through. That mm. I believe that could impact how someone else is how someone else views the world. Yo, I am your first buyer of this book. <laughs> hey, and the second the book is done, uh-huh. you have an invitation to come back on and tell oh, everybody all about this book. <laughs> uh, yeah, hundred percent, totally. Yeah. Um, I am so proud of both of you. I, I don't know what that really means, but like the fact that y'all are doing it and like it's mm-hmm. real and you're both so like beautiful and smiley and like, <laughs> like uh, I just love it. Thank you guys both for coming in. Um, yes. Keep on spreading that love. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. It's like real on you and it looks so good on both of you. Thanks. I just want to say to like, yeah. the, the, like the people tuned in. Um, just just keep loving like regardless of what's out there in the world mm-hmm. um, regardless of what's happening it might not be pretty um, and most things aren't at first mm. but keep loving even if you know someone has been the worst to you give them give them love mm-hmm. um, kill them with kindness according to what, what, what Selena Gomez mm-hmm. or something yeah she said <laughs> kill them kindness yeah. and, and that's real like I've learned I've learned honestly learned that that is really the, the like the most yeah. truth you can get from truth like philosophy mm-hmm. yeah. like people are people are sometimes only mean and bad because they've been rejected mm. um, they've they've been Going through a whole lot, and no mm-hmm. one has stopped to say, you know what, what's really, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. No, just like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What do you want to express? What do you really want to express? Can you tell a story real quick that I just remembered that you told on The View about your name? Oh. <laughs> um, because I think that this actually, like... Affects your person. Fully encompasses everything that you're saying right now. Okay, so... My name before Jahazriel was Javel Anthony Esau Mears. Um, Javel meant vagabond, worthless, and bleach in French, and then it's some sub- train station somewhere. Um, and when I became 17, 
way before that anyways i was doing researches on name like that was one of the things my friends and i did in school and i came across these definition like first i was like oh no this is wrong i'm gonna check again and as i kept checking it was like oh vagabond wordless vagabond wordless everywhere um and i was like doesn't make sense um and so I indirectly asked my mom, did you guys research um, the names when when you got me? Oh, no. And she was like, oh, no, your father, uh, your father's Rastafarian. And mm. so he likes Ja. Um, and then I guess he put Vel together and he gave you a name. I'm like, okay. I didn't say all mm. what it meant. Um, so from that, I guess, this, from discovering what my name meant mm. to... Finally, guessing a change, I did a whole lot of research in names. Like, first I started with, like, biblical angelic names and, like, Gabrielle and things like that. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want these mm-hmm. because everyone has it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want it because I don't want to be like everyone else. Um, and so I did some research. I came across Azrael, which meant rejoice, help of God, mm-hmm. led by God. Mm-hmm. And then I... Really liked the J-A. Mm-hmm. I really liked the Ja. And not because it was Rastafarian or because my father had it, but I really felt like joy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't want J-O either. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I really like J-A. So I, I put it in as well. And then I found out that J-A means rejoice. Mm-hmm. It also means joy. It means higher being, mm-hmm. higher power. And I'm like, well... There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, like, I'm obsessed with, like, all of these, like, God-like mm-hmm. figures. Not, like, not like in religion, mm-hmm. but, like... In spirituality. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so one day I'm going to become a God. Mm-hmm. But um, I I'm, I'm, we are all God. Yeah, and I'm always writing, like, in my, like, default writing. Like, if I'm to write a script, I have a script that I wrote. It's called Genesis. Mm-hmm. And it's about the four elements functioning as gods. You're going to send it to me. Please. Yes, I, I will. I love to uh, read it. And so, like, I, I'm dealing with, like, you know, how gods have the same issues as we do. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, dealing with deception and things like that. But anyways, back to the name. Oh, um, I cannot wait to read that. <laughs> and so... I said, well, how am I going to fuse these two together? I'm just going to jam it together or I'm going to put an apostrophe in there. And so like the, past, the apostrophe thingy mm. um, also has a, a significance, but, mm. you know, it, it's not really spoken of. And it means that higher being. That, that is, it's not you're superior than anyone because then the rest of your name are just low, like their normal case. But, like, the apostrophe between Ja and mm. Azrael actually means higher being um but not mm. higher in like oh you're gonna suppress everyone but higher in like aspire for wisdom you will lead hmm that is so, so beautiful so it's a it's a real breakdown i've been like i've been through like the whole like what does an apostrophe mean if yeah. you put it in the name things like that well everything means something yeah and so that's what it is so mm. it is Rejoice, help of God, led by God. But then the, yourself. Yes, but then it also has like a a dark meaning. Hmm. And this was one of the things that I Oh here we go. So like, <laughs> and then I, it it also has it so in in it all, I was like also because I feel like this guy has been underplayed a lot, but the artist in like the artist definition, it is son of Lucifer. But mm. Lucifer, not Lucifer, before he became the devil, well, well is, is actually a great musician and artist. You know and what Lucifer means? 
Lucifer yeah. means bearer of, of light. light. Yeah. So that's what it is. So son of Lucifer is bearer of light, but like also like he is the artist. He is the the guy that his father never became hmm. or got to like truly be because he was kicked out and all of that. Drop the fucking mic, yo. <laughs> that is it. But that's 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 just real. Um, I. I, I didn't keep Anthony because I think that was a common name. Mm. So I, I got rid of that and I replaced it with Nathaniel because a, a king was named Nathaniel. Mm. So I'm like, okay, more higher beings. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I kept Ezra, um, Essa. My my grandma, she was very religious. Um, she was very into Christianity and stuff. So Essa and eight, I think, two brothers. Mm-hmm. Essa and someone else. I can't remember the other one's name. Ezekiel or someone, somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but as our brother stole his birthright, mm. and it was really weird that my grandma didn't name me Esa, but I was the firstborn. Mm. And I think Esa was the firstborn as well. But my grandmother died before, like, you know, I got old and stuff, and my little brothers, they came. Mm. And they got a lot, like, a lot of the attention, like, you know, like when the father really switched the hands mm. in the story. Um, She's here? Okay. That, that was what happened. Um, it was like my grandma died, and my like the like my mom, the like the love and support I was expecting from her mm-hmm. was like, oh no, your grandma died, and she spoils you, so I'm gonna focus more on your brother and really switch the hands, mm-hmm. and I kept that because I felt like that was my experience. Mm-hmm. Like, it was okay. I don't I don't have to focus on you. I'm just gonna focus on your brother, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna focus on your other siblings because your father's not there no one's not there and like everyone really like switched um and I changed my father's last I changed my the last name that my father do you guys share the same last name now we do yeah. um yeah. one of the grammar church of kids turn a bishop it's, Turner bishop. it's, it's mm-hmm. cute high family <laughs> whatever um but I changed my father's last name Mayors mm-hmm. to my grandfather's last name mm-hmm. bishop because mm-hmm. he didn't take his father's name because of whatever issues right. they have and I'm like well Bishop is going to die because you don't take it. Uh-huh. Like, so I was the, like, he was the, l- the only male. Right, right, right. And so if I didn't take it, then it just. It was going to die. Yeah. God, I have so many questions about it. <laughs> so it was a whole long, that the whole name change was like a real mm-hmm. long process. And for anyone like wanting to connect, you can find me on Facebook as, at Jazreel Bishop. Spell um, it. It's J-A apostrophe A-S-R-I-E-L-B-I-S. H-O-P. Oh, and don't name your child Jazrael without research. <laughs> and also, it's the same thing on Twitter, um, but it's at G-O, sand, and gold. It's uh, So that's like a, a little collection of poetries that I'm working on. Hmm. It's grains of sand and gold. You're going to send them both to me, and yes. then I will link them too. And Patrick, you too. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at... Left Hand D'Angelo, D'Angelo, D-A-N-G-E-L-O. You can follow me on Facebook at Patrick Turner. Hmm. Y'all don't have Instagrams? Oh, yeah, we do. It's joint. <laughs> and we do have a joint Instagram. Yes. You can follow us both at, at underscore, underscore Turner Bishop. Bishop. Well, look, I love you both. Thank you for I coming in here. Seriously. Like, yes. keep on doing it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>I met Jazrael at the LGBT Center when we did the whole thing at The View and
His story really just like struck me physically, mentally, emotionally, just hit me. And I knew I wanted him on this show. Uh, I invited all the people from the center that were on The View uh, to come on this show. And we have a few more of them coming in on this season. And yo, if any of you are listening to this and still want to come on the show, um, open, open invitation. I love the LGBT center. The Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Community Center here in New York City. There's one in L.A. I think there's a few other ones. It's a nonprofit organization at 208 West 13th Street in New York. They're open every single day. Uh, Go on their website. It is thegaycenter.org. That's G-A-Y-C-E-N-T-E-R dot O-R-G. They have a bunch of events happening all the time. It's just an amazing resource for any LGBTQ plus youth here in New York or in the tri-state area. Yo, like straight up, they've been here forever and they know everything. It's such a safe, beautiful little bubble here in New York. And um, I'm just so grateful that y'all were so open to the idea of The View coming in and doing this piece on on bisexuality and fluidity. And I, you know, I, I, am, I am here to do more work with you guys whenever you want and you know would love to have more of you on this show for sure um but jazriel and patrick y'all fucking blow my mind that story six years six years on facebook talking to each other before they met uh y'all give me so much hope in this world there is real love it exists the shakespeare times are real you can be pen pals for a long time and then meet each other six years later and fall in love and get married like what you don't hear that anymore i love it so much you all are so beautiful and just like i am so excited to see what comes out of both of you in the next few years love you guys this is the love bomb peace this is the love bomb this is the show yeah, it's a love bomb. We're taking you up and down. This is the love bomb. We're about to explode. Thanks again to our partner, Spoke, Sirius XM's new app that allows you to listen to podcasts, radio programs, documentaries curated specifically just for you. Go to hearspoke.com slash at will. That's H-E-A-R-S-P-O-K-E dot com slash A-T-W-I-L-L right now.